Welcome to Mission Smart with David and Vicki Frazier. In this podcast, we discuss a variety of topics related to global missions with the goal of offering wise and practical counsel. So let's get started. Today's Mission Smart topic is why this podcast? So Vicki, why are we doing this podcast? Well, we probably should start with who are we? Right. So we're not professional podcasters. Clearly, we are sitting in our, I think we're in my office right now. Yes. This is during the uh, <laughs> pandemic of 2020. So we've been stuck at home. Stuck at home. And we, st- we decided uh, this would be a good time to put some material together and start something we've been talking about doing for a while. Um, we are at our home. We're in my office and we call this the podcast Nook. Um, so who are we, Vicki? We both grew up in Memphis. We met at church. And besides really wanting to hang out with each other and falling in love, we had a similar goal of wanting to do global missions in some form. Yes. Although I will add that I didn't have a lot of experience. I had a desire to do that and plans to work cross-culturally, but not a lot of experience. So my big cross-cultural experience probably was a high school trip to a couple of countries, but they were in Europe, so they weren't really, really different. And maybe Taco Bell. Oh, dear. That's right. And you talk about funny. I can remember when we were dating, and here I had studied missiology and cross-cultural ministry and things, and and I wanted to go overseas and go into missions. And I remember saying, hey, how about some international food tonight? And how many dates have we been on? Oh, uh, not many. And I said, how about Chinese? And you said, sure, I've never had it. So, Yes, um, I actually learned that tea came in a hot form. You know, we're from the South, so the whole iced tea thing. Yeah. I didn't know that you could drink it hot until I was about 17. So... Never All this had is to any. say is we didn't know much when we first got started. I mean, I had studied, but back up before I had gone to college, I remember sitting around in a group of fellow college students, and uh, I went to school out on the West Coast, and I remember going around, where are you from? I'm from Oregon. I'm from California. I'm from Arizona. And a guy said, I'm from British Columbia. And I just, as the line kept going around, I said, I'm from Tennessee. And I remember thinking, British Columbia? Let's see, I know French Guinea I've heard of, or, you know, some... Um, yeah, but you heard the Columbia part. Yeah, and I said, oh, so you speak Spanish? Okay, so I didn't know geography real well, and this poor guy looked at me from Canada and thought, typical American. So anyway, we're going to be telling some of our funny stories because um, all that's to say is we didn't start out knowing a lot, but that was, I don't know, 30... 30-something years ago. Yeah, 30-something years ago. We've studied and we've learned a lot. We've lived it. We lived overseas for 20 years. Yeah, but even before we did that, we got involved here in Memphis through David was an ESL teacher. So English we got is teaching English as a second language. Yes. And so we got involved with international students and refugees. And so that's what we did at first. Which was um, great to get our feet wet and to learn... Lots of things, like Uh, to like coffee. I learned a wonderful Polish refugee friend of mine taught me to like 
coffee because I drank so much of it at her house. I acquired a taste. And sitting on the floor and sitting for hours and coming home smelling like cigarettes and coming home, you know, with caffeine because we had drunk Middle East coffee at 11 o'clock at night. We, it was a jump in this, jump in the deep end. Yeah. Sort of. Very fun. At least the middle of the pool for both of us. So that's where we got our feet wet. And then we moved overseas. Well, of course, we didn't mention we got married. We got married in like 1987. But four years later, we went um, we to the Middle overseas. East. We went to the Middle East. We lived there 20 years. Had two kids there, Raised uh, two, two girls. girls. Mm-hmm. And then. Well, we've been back almost 10 years now and have been involved with a variety of things. So we'll be talking about what what we do. Well, why don't we do that? So that's a little bit of who we are. So we work with a group, with a ministry called Equipping Servants International. So what is ESI about, Vicki? Well, Equipping Servants International, it, we care about those that are going into cross-cultural ministries. We care about the churches who send them as well as the organizations that empower them. But I would say our main focus is probably to equip the individual. The people. The, the each individual yeah. and each family in their journey. So that yep. would be our main focus. Which involves coaching them. Um just coming alongside and encouraging, asking, giving insights, asking the practical questions. I think we're, I think there's so many good books and many speakers and conferences about why we should go on the mission field, and the need for reaching the nations. Um, but we we are more about asking a lot of the practical questions about how do you do this? What should I be doing now? How do you prepare? Those kinds of practical stuff. Because we really do believe the scripture. Um, like in Proverbs fifteen twenty two, that says, "Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed." Exactly. And we believe in that principle. So we are some of the those who have been before, who can give some insights into what we experienced, what we saw, right, what we learned, and how God met us. Because we want them to succeed. So that's why we we uh, have have started to use this as a new tool to try to use this for ESI. So we are trying to help people before they go. That's, we're going to talk about all the other areas, but I guess preparing them well. That's why we have a book, um, Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before You Launch Overseas. And so it's sort of preparing people to think through what they're going into, sort of. Kind of go into it with their eyes wide open. Yeah, helping them know how to build a community of encouragement, how to seek the right counsel, how to develop networks of accountability so that as they are in this process of getting ready to go, and they what can thrive. They, yeah, and what should they be doing now to gain cross-cultural skills? And what should they do? Maybe they need a marketable skill. Like if they're going into a country that needs... You know, they're going to need to do some kind of tent-making aspect. So we we have all those issues written out in the book. Yeah, really, there's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of benefit to being well-prepared and to asking the right questions, to setting the right expectations. It doesn't mean that there won't be challenges, that there won't be mistakes, 
failures, that there won't be hard things, but somehow going in it with your eyes wide open right. is really, really helpful in getting your expectations to the right place. Which is why we encourage people, if you're going to that particular place, to go interview people from that place. Go talk to people that have gone there. And so that's what that's why the whole what ESI is about is gaining counsel. So we want them to to know what they're going into. Like Vicky said, expectations. We saw a lot of people all fired up and get on the field, and they didn't fully grasp what they were going into. We could tell maybe it didn't fit with their gifting. Maybe they hadn't had any experience in it. Well, or there there was so much of an emphasis on the spiritual right. nature of calling and what God was doing. But there's also some practical things that we can ask ourselves, and that's not counter to faith. Yeah. In faith, we ask ourselves difficult questions like, what are we going to do about the kids' schooling? Or do I have a marketable skill to offer? Yeah, what's going to be your identity there? Or do you know how the other people there are going to view you? Or sometimes I ask a husband, what is your wife going to do? How are you going to set her up for success? And things like that. And another area, as well as before someone goes abroad, is to help them as they're on the field in thriving personally. Because we want to see people thrive. Thrive individually. Thrive if you're married and have kids practically, um, emotionally, spiritually as a family. Um, Thrive in work and ministry. And there's... A real balance of personal life and work ministry that is easy to get out of balance. And so what ESI does is not just help people get there. We also are in contact. We're on WhatsApp. We make visits. We travel. And we want people to succeed on the field. So it's not just about before you go. There's also the whole area of thriving and really being effective in godly relationships with nationals, whether they are believers or not believers, just how to do that well and thrive and enjoy it. And yeah, to come in as a humble servant to say, I don't know what this country really needs or how to help. And so you have to seek the counsel of those that are already there. So we want them to come in with the right posture. We do training for organizations and churches, both short-term and long-term. What's another area ESI works in? Well, the the next area after being on the field for a while is in transition. And that transition can be to home. It can be to another country or wherever in a healthy way as an individual and as a family. There are so many practical considerations in transition, even something like a potential career shift. Um, some things, careers that are incredibly valuable in one country are not even available as a career in another country. For example, if you're in translation work. So how does that how does that transfer back into skills that you can use in in the place they're going to next? Or if they're coming back, for example, to the states where we are. I know when I'm with men overseas, even if they're doing well and on the field, I often ask them, have you ever thought about if you had to leave the, this country right now, what would you do back home? What, what could that look like? And if they say, I have no idea, I've never thought of it, you're like, well, you do need to think about that because it is a possibility. Yeah, it's it's really the whole transition thing, even how to leave well, how that the there's all kinds of resources out there and things like that. 
that we want people to have access to. Well, then there's Vicki. Vicki has gotten a lot of training in this area of trauma and leaving a place that you've lived at for, it could be only a few years. I mean, we live 20 years, but we know people, you know, any could leave five years and it can be a very traumatic experience for you personally, a shift of your identity. It could be very traumatic for your family. And so we, we try to people help people to thrive in yeah. that. So we help people when they come home. And, we, and then there's the whole added after the initial transition, it's the resettling, which is in, often a very overlooked need. Um, walking with other people as they're making decisions about jobs, about schools, about their living situation, about finances. We already mentioned career shifts yeah. and reintegrating into church life back in the home country. Because often an organization may be may stay with them for a few months after they leave, but then... Or, no, or really in the immediate transition is yeah, when... in those early months. And then all of a sudden it's, okay, <laughs> see you at the grocery store, and, and you got to figure life out. So we, we love to say we're interested in the whole gamut. So that's what ESI is about, and that's why this podcast won't just cover specific things. It's, it's the whole gamut of how to get there, how to thrive there, how to come home well. Um, yeah, how to process it all, how to grieve your losses, build community, how to move forward in faith. Mm-hmm. In the new place that God has put you, wherever exactly. that might be. So we mentioned the book, Mission Smart, um, but I don't know how many years ago we wrote it. Um, really, David wrote the book. I, I, I lived the book with him, so I feel like it's our book because I experienced. And I got your input. I yes, read a lot I, of your edits. Our life were, experience was together. We had come back from the field, and I remember reading to Vicki while she was finishing up teaching our children in high school and trying to run a business. And so we were doing all kinds of things. But um, Yeah, I was kind of busy working, trying to put kids, help with putting kids through college and stuff. And so I think the book was, like Vicki said, I said, do you want to put your name on it? And you said no. And so... One of the reasons we're doing this podcast is this is a partnership of Vicki and I, because I want Vicki's voice in here when so much of Mission Smart was me writing these things out. So why why the book? Uh, already... Can I read a quote from the it. book that I really liked? It kind of sums it up. Uh, when sending churches become more proactive in assessment and guidance, the assessment and guidance process, and when cross-cultural candidates become more proactive in their own personal missions discovery journey, we'll see less attrition, a better use of our resources, and more effective and thriving cross-cultural workers. And that that is sort of sums up. Keywords in there, when organizations and churches and individuals become proactive and start asking the questions, and you mentioned the word attrition, missionary attrition means when people leave the field sooner than they plan to. And so that was sort of how the book came out of why are we losing people? Why are people not staying on the field? And so that's been a ongoing uh, goal in ESI, and that's why we wrote this book. So we're really helping people plan well as they go as individuals. Uh, I meet with churches, church boards, uh, mission mobilizers to help them figure out how do we, what qualities are we looking for? How do we screen people? Yeah, you know, what are some questions to use as guiding principles? It's really to help people um, know themselves. That's 
right. why to, we wrote the book, to help people ask questions of themselves so that they have their eyes open about their own strengths, weaknesses, callings, mm-hmm. understanding a, a true understanding of the task, maybe not a spiritualized one. Right. I think sometimes we hear the word people have romanticized missions. You know, you, you read biographies, you, you hear stories, and some people just think, that's what I need. I just need to give it all and go live overseas and become a missionary. But um, if anyone's ever done it, they know that it's very different from maybe what they thought it was going to be. And so that's what we're trying to do is bridge a gap uh, between, you know, I I think I want to be a missionary and um, how do I get there in the healthiest, best prepared way and to be equipped. um, And what's the best way to be supported? We talk about all kinds of ways of going as a tent maker and finding a Christian community there. We talk about going... Not just financial support, but... Emotional support, spiritual support. Absolutely. And then we talk about going maybe with a mission organization. And then we talk about maybe going in a hybrid where you use a tent making job and you also are with an organization. So that's the reason the book was written, to fill in the gaps between the local church and and the agency, between the individual and the airport, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, So why are we doing the podcast is the next question. That's right. If we've already written a book. Right. So instead of writing another book or updating our book, we decided to do a podcast because like we said, I wanted Vicki in this one. And this is um, kind of a format that we thought a lot of people are using today. So let's talk about the reasons why we're doing it. I think the first one is to enrich the topics that are in the book. So we will be touching on topics We'll even read from the book, and then we're going to expand from that. So we're basically going to say, let's talk about what do we mean by that or give some examples. And there's going to be yeah, a lot so of personal Back and stuff. forth. Yeah, there's going to be personal. We don't tell a lot of our own stories in the book, and we hope there ought to be some real stories. Yes. Some of our mistakes, some of our funny stuff that we've been through. But that's our goal is the first thing is to enrich the topics that are already in the book. Well, the next part would be to expand Mission Smart with new topics. We wanted to bring in some new subjects that were beyond the scope of this book. Uh, For example, taking, looking more in depth at marriage and ministry or marriage in a cross-cultural context and how to thrive in that. You know, we mentioned a few things in the book, but we've, we've learned a lot about marriage, and we've been trained in some things about marriage, and we can apply that directly to the cross-cultural lifestyle that we lived. We we basically said a healthy marriage equals a healthy work, healthy life. And so we mentioned in the book that a spouse is the most important partner. So Yeah, some people have even asked us, because we, we do some seminars and things on teaching on marriage, what in the world does marriage have to do with missions? Which is... A funny question, because we think that can be where one of the biggest strains overseas. One of the reasons we've seen attrition is when a husband and wife maybe haven't been able to work through things, whether they're here in the States or on the field, if they're not working through them, it's going to affect Well, and there's limited resources there, so trying to build up that foundation well so people know what to do. Before they go, or even while they're there. Or while they're there. That's right. There's also other topics like responding to traumatic events. I've had some some training 
um, in working with those who've been through traumatic events and how to do that. And those are topics that we're very interested in, that we're not in the book. We also want to talk about just any any kind of new resources like that. And the third, third thing, thing is to empower other people and other ministries. We have built a network of, I think when we went out, we 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 knew only what we had far as we had gotten, which was to go out on the field and to come home. So that's when we wrote the book. Since then, we've been meeting new friends and new ministries and new books and new materials. And we think we want to introduce others and empower, introduce others to these ministries and empower them by inviting them in, interview them and introduce them. Right. As a resource to, to all of you who are listening to this podcast, which is the next question. Who's this for? So anyway, sum up to enrich, expand and empower. Uh, what is the podcast for? Yeah, it's everyone involved in global missions. I mean, we don't want to narrow it. Or even cross-cultural cross ministry. ministry home. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what we've been doing since we've been home, is equipping people to engage immigrants, refugees, refugees. and students. So anybody involved in the cross-cultural ministry endeavors, um, which could be individuals going. Like we said, this book, it has a lot of questions in the back that mean that, that ask them to go and do some homework. Take some tests, get involved in cross-cultural work immediately, get feedback, go interview other missionaries. Um, Be so, proactive right. in your journey. But it's also, I could say this, we could say the podcast is, can help church leaders and pastors and mission boards. It actually can help the friends and family of people who want to go overseas to empower them to know how to ask good questions and to have the courage to ask difficult questions of those who are going overseas as well. It can encourage those who support um, missionaries to ask questions and just to be more informed about what life is like and what struggles the person, the people or persons might be going through. Or member care people that are working with families. I mean, we, we, we talk about third culture kids. We'll probably invite some missionary kids on Probably our own. Probably our own and, and interview <laughs> them and ask them what, you know, what things help them and things like that. Um, so I think it's the whole gamut of global missions and we want to cover all these different topics and basically. It's really for is, everyone, every yeah. Christian, this podcast. So this is just a format we thought would be helpful to get us both in there. So we're going to be going back and forth. Um, like we said, we're not professional podcasters. We might interrupt one another and just remember it's just the two of us sitting here in our house. Yeah, it's more like you have been invited into our living room. <laughs> yes, that's right. So we look forward to it. And this is what the podcast is about. Is there anything we want to finals, finally say? It has been a long road from... Let's do a podcast. To this actual recording. Absolutely. But we're glad we're getting this first one in the can. So we'll see you next session. Thanks for listening today. Feel free to email us with your questions at missionsmart at esionline.org. 
Our book, Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas, is available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.